6.30 for breakfast catch-up on Triple M. Mia Davies from the Nationals joining me on the line this morning, chatting about a couple of things. First off, we'll start off on a high, which is the fact that you were recently at the launch of a new telecommunications network that we have got coming into play in our region, Mia. Yes, a new era of connectivity for the Northeastern Wheat Belt, which has been a project driven by our New Rock councils, who are Quarter, Mount Marshall, Muckumbudden, Nungarran, Training, Wiley and Meriden. They have done an amazing job of securing federal funding but also investing their own funding to work with a company that's emerged from the wheat belt, identified that there's an issue with internet connection speeds and delivery service and they've created a new business and these guys are the first to roll it out in their region. So really exciting for those shires and the people within it. I think when I speak to most people across regional Western Australia, you would have to say that internet speeds, connectivity, services, the cost of connecting and just sheer availability is probably one of the top five issues that gets raised consistently. And so for a group of shires in the northeastern wheat belt to be the drivers of a project and work with a, a business that has come from the wheat belt to deliver a better outcome using federal and state funding and their own funding from local government is just an amazing outcome. And it was really great to be there to see uh, then launch it. Another thing we wanted to discuss this morning was the discussion surrounding that of, of live export. Yes, uh, obviously there's been a significant issue in relation to the footage that was aired last week and the first thing I'll say is that no one condones the mistreatment of animals and certainly from the national perspective my colleagues and I were absolutely appalled at what has emerged. It's our view that in relation to issues like this uh, and we welcomed the Federal Minister David Littleproud's comments that he would be dealing with this issue quickly and that it would be significant in terms of making sure that any of those exporters that flout animal welfare rules and regulations will be held to the highest levels of account. There are serious trust issues from a community perspective, but I really feel for our producers who spend an enormous amount of time and money and effort to make sure that their animals are in good condition and So anyone that is flouting those regulations or doing the wrong thing is doing an enormous disservice, not only to our farmers, but everyone that relies on that supply chain. So we've called on and support David Littleproud, the Federal Minister's investigations, and uh, he's been talking about increasing penalties, making sure that there's greater transparency. Uh, We, of course, support all of those things. What we don't support is what the... State Minister Alana McTiernan has put forward, which is a seasonal ban. I'm not sure uh, that, that that the industry could survive turning it on and off. Yeah. Uh, what we would prefer is to see the standards increased so that exporters have to have a certain level of vessel. And if they're talking about different stocking rates on the, on board and making sure that they've got independent oversight, they're all the things that are being investigated by the Federal Minister. They're the things that we would be supportive of. Any type of ban, I think, spells disaster for the industry and uh, uh, you don't want to penalise those that are doing the right things for someone that has clearly done the wrong thing. Well, I'm sure that many of our listeners throughout the Central Wheat Belt and Avon Valley will echo your sentiments, Mia. Thank you so much for a couple minutes of your time this morning. Thank you. Verity for breakfast. breakfast. Triple M. Triple M. And he's back for 2018, Ian Macker.
back on the line. How are we this morning, Macca? Good morning, Verity. Good morning, listeners. We're back. We've been back last week, but someone was on holiday, so I just had to talk to myself down the phone. <laughs> Baxter's Rural are bringing our preview and our review, so we'll be back again on Monday morning. But it all kicked off last week, Verity, round one. There was just a split round. Cunderdon versus Kellertamon. Two big wins to the Cats. 1-2-8 in the reserves. Cunderdon and Kellertamon's 15-14-104. They were the reigning premiers. Derbyshire kicked the goal for Cunderdon, so he got free beer for the rest of that day. Morgan Smith kicking four goals for the winners. In the league, it was another big win to the reigning premiers. Cunderland, 3-4-22. Keller Tamman, 16-16-112. Cody Fullwood, Douglas King kicking the goals for Cunderland. James Venturini kicking six. New player, Jesse Adamini and Mitch Innes kicking two goals. Best players for Cunderland, Cody Fullwood, King, Ronnie Clark and Aaron Lawn. And for Keller Tamman, Alex Rogers, Jesse Adamini, Mitch Innes, the coach, and James Venturini. There was netball as well. Cunderland did win that, and they are the reigning premiers. So uh, is it telling a tale? 36 to 27. Angela Ryan breaking our hearts in Keller Tamman because her dad played footy for the Cats. Um, <laughs> she was the MVP for Cunnerton. Courtney Garlett shot the lights out for the Pussy Cat Dolls, which brings us all to the games of footy, which are all on Sunday this week. A verity, we're not broadcasting. This is classes with the AFL, and we can't make it work. But we will be doing most of the finals, I think. Let's get back underway on Sunday. On the Sunday, we've got the round two happening. We've got Federals versus Beverly, Q-Town versus Cunnerton, and Calabarin versus York. Yeah, Fetty versus Beverly. Fetty ran out of players, got a bit few injuries in the grand final, and now they will be very, very strong this year. Beverly also, they haven't lost much, and they'll be taking the fight right up the bottom. Probably have to go tip towards Fetty's in this one. Real interest in the Querreting versus Cunderdon game. Two players for Cunderdon. Todd Rogers plays his 100th club game, and Ben Elliott plays his 200 games. Who's Ben Elliott? No one knows that, <laughs> who it really is. Otherwise, no one has titties. Congratulations <laughs> to him, 200 games. New player for Querreting. I don't know if you know about this. Wearing a number 55. He used to play some pretty good footy in the past. Do you know anything about that? Some Jay Hughes, Verity? Some Jay Hughes. Yeah, no, it doesn't ring a bell. Um, <laughs> Jay Hughes apparently is back, um, which is <laughs> hilarious. He's up. Uh, Fantastic value, and um, he can play footy a bit. He's represented the association. I think he represented Upper Great Southern as well. So great to see Hugsy back. I don't know if he's there full time, but um, see how he goes. He's a dadder now, so <laughs> good luck to him out there. Querding should win that one at home. I think they've uh, got a pretty good list. And Cunderton obviously struggled last week. Had a lot of player turnover. Keller Tamman versus York. This is a fierce rivalry. York got a new coach in Russell Wells. Keller Tamman will probably continue their winning ways there. That's at Tamman Oval, and railways have the bye, thanks to Baxter's Rural. Looking forward to see how it all pans out on the weekend. Brilliant. Thanks so much for that, Mac. And shout-outs again to those who are having anniversaries this weekend. Did you say, was it Titties? Ben Titties Elliot. Um, <laughs> one of our favourites when we were calling footy. Oh, good on him. And also Todd Rogers as well. Good AKA luck to those the guys. Salmon gum, yep. <laughs> The salmon gum. Love it. Thanks so much for that, Macca. We'll get a bit of a review on the Monday of how it all went. Thank you very much. Verity for breakfast. I have got acting senior sergeant Michael Patterson joining me in the studio this morning, which is nice to have a new friendly face in here. So thank you very much for joining me this morning. No worries, Verity. It's great to be here. A few things to chat about this morning, including we'll go back to the past a little bit because it wasn't too long ago, really, we had the Meriden Show. You had the Constable Care Program going. We attended Meriden Show. We had a few staff members at a stall down there interacting with the community and we were fortunate enough to get 
Constable Care himself into town on that day and um, take some photos with the kids and mingle with all the people at the show. He's a popular man, Mr Constable Care. Very much so. And also, I know you've been here for a few months now, but we've now got a full team operating in Meriden. Yep, we have. We've had three new police officers arrive in town this week, so we're back to a full contingent. And, uh, yeah, we see more police out and about on the streets as a result of that. Including you'll be seeing them this coming Saturday morning if you get a chance to head on down to Two Dogs. They're going to be supporting the Beyond Blue event that's happening down there. The Beyond Blue Depression Awareness Day um, at Two Dogs, we're going to send some staff down there on Saturday morning to mingle with the crowd and it'll probably be a good opportunity for the local community to meet some of the new staff members that have recently arrived in town. Nice to go say hello and enjoy a sausage sizzle together. We do have the school holidays upon us and something that you're hoping to implement is if we've got kids sort of roaming the streets too late at night, it's we're going to sort of try and curb that a bit? Yeah, it's a, a problem that does concern me. There seems to be too many children at risk wandering our streets at night time after dark. So if you're under the age of 15, you can expect our officers to stop and have a chat to you and take you back to mum and dad where you probably should be at that time of night and hopefully that will reduce some of the um, antisocial and other sort of behaviour that we're seeing occurring at night time. Well I hope that um, yeah you don't really find too many kids under the age of 15 walking around after dark but I'm sure that some of our listeners will be glad to hear that you're going to be doing that in, in case those things do happen over the school holiday period. We hope they have a good time, but if it's um, after dark and it's late at night, then they probably should be at home with mum and dad. Well, look, Michael Patterson, thank you so much. Acting Senior Sergeant at the moment at the Meriden Police Station, thanks so much for coming on in and having a bit of a, a chat with me and letting our listeners know what's going on. No worries at all. Thank you very much. Verity for breakfast. For breakfast. <laughs> Around the towns for the Shire of Chittering. Come for the day and you may want to stay. For the month of April, the Shire of Chittering, we've got the wonderful Nadine on the line with us and school holidays, a little bit of a stressful time for the parents, but no need to fear, we've got some activities that the kids can get involved with. Thursday the 19th of April, down at John Glen Park, we've got two activities on for kids of around five years of age and older. So we've got, starting at 10am, we've got a BMX pump and jump workshop at the BMX track and they've got down there at John Glen Park in Mewshay. So this is suitable for kids five years and older. We've got Paul Neve from Three Chili Designs coming along to run a workshop for the kids on the BMX track. So bring your own bike and helmet and a water bottle. That'll be a lot of good fun for kids who are interested in bike riding and all that sort of thing. And we've also got a mini beast activity for kids aged around 5 to 10 years old. So there's going to be a few little mini beasts. Um, (laughs) including the kids (laughs) yeah that's right so there'll be a few sort of insects and little animals that the kids can have a look at and they'll also be able to um, in a bit of an art and craft activity make their own little mini beast in a shoebox with a little habitat for it to live in so yeah it'll be a great creative activity for kids to come along and enjoy it'll be Um, fun and there's a sausage sizzle that's going to be provided as well Yes, um, so both activities are free and your lunch is um, provided as well so you can have a sausage sizzle. You don't have to book for this activity so you can just show up on the day and yeah, enjoy either of the two activities. It should be good. The 25th of April, always a, a major day, uh, Anzac Day and hopefully we get a good turnout at the Bindoon War Memorial. There's going to be a service there. 
Yeah, so it's not a dawn service, so you can have a bit of a sleep in if you want to come to this one. starts at 11am at the Bindoon War Memorial, which is part of Chinkabee Complex in Bindoon. So pop down at 11am to pay your respects. Beautiful. And, and hopefully towards the end of the month we get a few people turn out for the Swag Fest. Yes, uh, this is an event on um, Sunday the 29th of April from 10am to 3pm. Um, it's a celebration of art, culture and heritage from around the area. It's at Brockman Centre on Great Northern Highway just out of Bindoon. So you can pop down. This is run by the Bindoon Arts and Crafts, the Men's Shed and also the Bindoon District Historical Society. So There'll be campfire food, an art and craft gallery, a bit of busking, poetry, and we'll also have a few little tours going on. So the Men's Shed will run a workshop tour. There'll be a treasure hunt um, and also um, a shearing display, which will be um, yeah, very interesting for people who haven't seen that sort of thing going on before. Yeah, it's getting bigger and better each year, and yeah, this year should be, yeah, no, no doubt, a good event. Well, wonderful. I hope we get a, a good turnout for 2018, and thanks so much for your time out around the town's chat. We'll rope you on board for next month. All right. We'll speak to you then, Verity. Thanks.